I'm right behind you, darling. I'm 88, so what the hell? We're both going to go to the old age home together, right, darling? I just want you to know that I think you have always been one of the favorite human beings in this world, and you still are, and I wish you a very happy birthday and happy the rest of your life. God bless you and everybody that adores you. Bye now. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. I always begin by asking who or what are you celebrating today, but tonight we are celebrating the incredible Mimi Hines. 
Today is actually her 90th birthday, and I think she may even be watching this either now or later at least. So this all began uh, because I got a phone call a few weeks ago from Joel Vig. And any of you who know Joel, once he makes up his mind for something, he doesn't stop, which is a good thing. And I applaud him for that. So here's a very special message for, from Joel, who could not be here this evening. And then I've got another very special surprise celebrating one of Mimi's very best friends. Hi, Mimi. Happy 90th birthday. It's Joel Big, and I'm here at the Plaza Theater in downtown Palm Springs, the glorious theater that was built in 1936, and you and Phil helped kick off the Palm Springs Follies all those years ago. The theater right now is being renovated. In fact, your old friend David Lee kicked off the first $5 million to get this to happen. So by fall of 2024, this gorgeous old theater will be ready for you to make a fantastic return. Because just like the character that you played in The Unsinkable Molly Brown, you ain't down yet, girl. You ain't down yet.
and happy and bright in my dreams your face will flower
Now that's the way to do it. Congratulations. Right? <laughs> wow. That was fun to see. Thank wow. you, John, Beautiful. for sending that. Uh, so, of course. Uh, Thank you, Mark, for sending it to me. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to use it tonight, and I couldn't get my hands on it. I was thrilled to when you started to play that. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm happy. And thank you, John. Uh, Mark, how did you and Mimi first meet? Well, it, it all started with my obsession with Barbara Streisand. What a surprise. And uh, as a kid, anything that touched Barbara fascinated me. So I wanted to know about her, her husband, her sister, her understudies, her standbys, her conductor, anything. And so Mimi uh, replaced her on Broadway. And so I wanted to know who this was. I went to see her and I completely flipped out. She was phenomenal in the role. Just everything that she has going, that, that showed off. Um, and then that was in the mid-60s that I saw her. And then in 1979, a friend of mine named Tom Opt was doing a production of Funny Girl. He played Eddie Ryan, and Mimi was doing Fanny still at the Club Benet in, uh, in New Jersey. Oh, very amazing. The headline, we, we're so sad that we don't have a, a picture of the marquee, but the marquee said, Steaks, Chops, and Mimi Hines in Funny Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who could ask for anything more? And we, we still quote that all the time. So after the show was over, I went backstage to see Tom and he took me in to meet her. And I just, you know, from then on in, it just clicked. I, I adored her. She adored me. You know, she she she's such an un, uncelebrated talent. I'm so glad you're doing this because, the, you know, there's nobody that sings better. She's hilariously funny. She's a great actress. She's a great woman. I mean, you know, the guys, John and Jeff, when they got to bond with her, when they did the Bergman, how do you keep the music playing? You know, they found out and, you know, they they stuck around. They they know what it's like. John used to entertain Mimi and Phil in his beautiful house in the Hamptons. I remember spending time with you out there and, and uh, you know, she adores Jeff. We were last together in Las Vegas when Jeff was directing another show and Mimi lives there. And so we went and, uh, and came. But that night, what you just saw, I mean, that was a two hour show that I put together hand selected my clients and and friends and the best talent that i could and if i tell you every single number was a showstopper and then she came out and it was all over it was just uh, you know <laughs> i can remember 
Polly, Lainey Kazan coming over to me and said, she sings from her kishkas. <laughs> and Polly Bergen knocked out. Everybody was just knocked out by Mimi. And everybody always is when she sings and when she's in your presence. She's, she's divine. She's the best. Well, she's got this clarion voice. Carol Channing used to say that there are performers and there are entertainers. Uh, an entertainer, and as I've been you know, research, researching her, I interviewed her years ago uh, for my Dolly project, uh, but going back and looking at the videos, Mimi was always in the moment, and she also had this abandon where she would just go out and throw herself at the audience. And then they would just come back and it was like this boomerang effect. And it was just amazing watching her from the moment that they started appearing on The Tonight Show and they were favorites on The Tonight Show. Uh, I don't think there was a variety show uh, through the 60s and 70s that Mimi and uh, Phil Ford did not appear on. Yeah, they were major. That was how they were discovered on the Jack Parr show. And that put them on the Mac, and they were the uh, you know highest paid. She she brags that William Morris, her agent, uh, the agency said she was the highest paid act, a personal appearance act at the time for many years. They were they were huge huge stars in the in the sixties particularly, and into the seventies. And it started in the fifties. There's lots of Ed Sullivan performances. They they were on every couple of weeks on Ed Sullivan. He loved them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Jeff, I want to get to you. I mean, uh, thanks for being here. All of you, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, Jeff, uh, mm. you as a director, I mean, what is the experience of directing, I would say, a Mimi Hines, but there's only one Mimi Hines. Uh, so what was that experience like? For well, you? you're absolutely right. There is only one Mimi Hines. You have that elegant, sophisticated voice coming out of a clown basically, and when do you see that? And both, you know, she's a superlative clown and a superlative singer, and that match is, uh, she is singular. You know, she's singular. And I just have to tell you, Skippy, what's funny is, I can't believe you played that clip too, because that is the song, when we were gonna do this, um, how do you keep the music playing, the Bergman review, I called Mark and I said, we're looking for a mature woman. Uh, who Do you have any ideas? And he sent me that CD that John talked about, the Mercer, and mostly Mercer. And I was driving on, it's unbelievable. Every song is unbelievable. And I'm driving on the 101 highway in Los Angeles. And this cut, that particular cut came on. And I kid you not, I stopped, I pulled over to the side of the road. I called Mark and I said, whoever sung that song, cause I wasn't, I was driving. And it was called, so I said something about not my honor or something. And he told me the name of the song. And I said, that's the best voice I've ever heard. And that was it. And John and I worked with her and had the best time with her. And it was just a fun experience. And we loved her so much that after Marsha Lewis created the Miss Lynch in our Broadway revival of Greece, Mimi came in and I don't know how many years, but we had Mimi on Broadway and all over the country for years playing Miss Lynch in our Greece. And we were all the better for it. And John, I want to talk to you about her musicality. Uh, she, you know, we see the uh, comedic aspect of her. By the way, you mentioned, and everyone knows this, it's legendary, that she stepped into Funny Girl. And critics were saying, without Barbara Streisand, the show would not run. And Mimi kept it running for two years after Barbara Streisand uh, went on to do some, I, yeah, I think she did a couple of movies or something, yeah. you know, but. Uh, something. But, 
Yeah, something. But Mimi kept the show going for two solid years. Isn't it interesting that now they're doing a funny girl tour and they've cast a Gentile actress and there's a whole brouhaha. How can anyone who's not Jewish play Fanny Bryce? Come on. <laughs> I mean, Mimi killed in that role. I mean, anyway. Well, I mean, was <laughs> yes, was, she did. Was it Burnett that when she was offered the role said, I think you need to get a Jewish girl? That was, you know, 60 years ago. It, it, yes. Things have changed. Yes, yes, they have. So, John, her musicality. Gosh, I just, I mean, for me, it's one of the great voices ever. Mm -hmm. uh, she has a richness and a facility to shade it in any way she wants to. Yeah. And it was so fun when Jeff and I got to work with her, we were in rehearsal and we were trying things and she was game to do anything and she delivered every single show like it was crazy it was just like how are you doing this yeah. uh, but i think it's it's not only this this beautiful powerful voice but her her timing and her sensitivity and her phrasing i mean i want to also mention the records that she made um i guess in the 60s mark can help me with the timing but uh she made some incredible records with don costa and those are really worth finding i mean she is just they're available. A major, major star, yeah. The thing about her voice, John, is that she she has one voice. She has no break. She can sing any note, either belting it or in her head. And and so right. it goes up and down, and she switches just for variety. It, it's so yeah. natural with her. You know, there are Broadway belters who they belt up to like a, a B or something, and all of a sudden, ooh, they, they switch it to that head voice. Mimi's got, still to this day, she can do it top to bottom and up. And Mark, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's just that when she sings, it's just an extension of her speaking. There's no adjustment because she's singing. That's the acting. Mm -hmm. That that's that's because yeah. she's a good actress. It's unbelievable. Yeah, she's yeah. I want to tell my favorite. I want to tell my favorite story while you while you're keeping me in the room here. Please do. Show that first clip. Stay in the room. Don't go anywhere. You showed you showed that first clip with uh, Mimi when she did uh, the Broadway Baby from the encore uh, production of Follies. And that was a very starry production and everybody in New York came to see it and it was just magnificent. It was Don, uh, Donna Murphy and Victor Garber. It was it was sensational and Mimi was really great. And that she looks upon that as her great return. You know, that's the last thing that she, she did in New York. So every night I would go uh, and stand backstage with her because the stars were parading by and you know, she, she lives in Las Vegas. She doesn't really know a lot of these people. So, uh, I see Jonathan Tunick walk by, the great orchestrator of the show. And I said, oh, Mimi, you've got to meet him. And I, I pull him over and I said, Mimi, I'd like you to meet the orchestrator of the score, Jonathan Tunick. And and Jonathan, this is Mimi. And, and she puts out her hand and she says, how do you do, Jonathan? Oh, these charts are just beautiful. And he looks at her and he says, Mimi, it's it's Johnny from the Funny Girl Orchestra, the, the second clarinet. We play poker every Friday night together. And she stops and she looks and she goes, Oh, Johnny, I wondered what ever happened to you. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's just that so great. Great. Innocence. You know, innocence about everything. You know, it's Absolutely. just so genuine. It was so adorable. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Uh, speaking of Funny Girl, uh, the tour is about to go out uh, with Melissa Manchester. She couldn't be here tonight, but she sent a message, and here she is. Happy birthday, Mimi Hines with lots of love from Melissa Manchester. You know, I saw you many years ago in Funny Girl and you were just spectacular. 
And all of these decades later, I am about to start rehearsal for Funny Girl as Mrs. Bryce. So we have that lovely connection now. Uh, so I am um, very lo much looking forward to that. But thank you for being a beautiful part of my memory. I hope you are surrounded by love and many well-wishers to help celebrate you on your special day. Um, nice. The greatest. And here is the current Mrs. Bryce. Mimi, we have two magnificent girls of the ensemble who are fabulous dancers and singers, and they want to wish you happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Gozaimasu. 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 From Japan to America. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now it's recording. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear me. Company. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, that's great. Isn't that fun? Nice. Well, for one week, uh, Barbara Minkus stood by for Mimi, and Barbara is here this evening. Hello, Barbara. Oh, what an honor to be with such wonderful people tonight, and Mimi honoring her. Uh, I, you know, I've always loved her like all the what you said is the truth here is someone who can be make any kind of a face you know any kind of and, and out of that wonderful mobile face comes this voice and right mark you're right on no break every it's every single dream to have that voice and she has it and there's only one behind and how lucky I was, you know, I don't even think I ever told you, Mark, that I was asked to be her standby for one week. And Fritzy Burr was Mrs. Bryce. And I was in the, in the wings. Oh, my God, like they gave me a million dollars just to watch her every night. I mean, it was a week. Every Every performance was spot on but it wasn't the same spot on it was spontaneous and in the moment and genuine and sensitive and oh my god i i loved it so much i mean i was honored you know i was honored to do it just to watch her i didn't need to do the show now i want to mention david armstrong is watching he says i'm watching but david did you get the link that i sent you because we'd like you to come on. Uh, David, of course, directed Mimi in Hello, Dolly! at the Gateway Playhouse and other productions. So, David, if you did not get the link, let me know, because I know that I sent it to you today. Uh, we'd love to have you come on and join us uh, mm -hmm. instead of watching for the wings. Uh, so, Barbara, did you get a chance to work with Mimi again beyond uh, that? I know that you were standing by for her. But I kept introducing myself and saying, you know, I did Funny Girl with Zev Buffman produced it and Milton Katselis directed it all over with Charlotte Ray as Mrs. Bryce, which was a lot of fun. And uh, in fact, I, I left Charlie Brown, I was Lucy, to do that uh, show. But I was fortunate enough to do a Merv Griffin show with her. 
And I was like, I mean, she brought tears. I mean, I just love her and I've met her and I've talked to her several times. It's okay if she doesn't remember me, but I remember her like everyone, like you and everyone who meets her. There is only one Mimi Hines. Mm. There is only one heart that she's got that touches everybody. And that's how she was on when I was on the Merv Griffin show with her. It was Barbara, it's funny you remember when you talk about the faces that she could make and what a clown she could be. I remember that the show was never longer than when Mimi was Miss Lynch, purely because <laughs> of all her mugging and the laughs that she would get. Enormous laughs on our show never, it was always much longer when Mimi was on stage and for good reason. <laughs> yeah, and better. Yeah. Yeah. They were in the moment. Yeah, absolutely in the moment. Who does that? And if she hears one laugh, that just only revs her up to get three more. Oh, sorry. Three more just, <laughs> do you have that film on film? I'd love to see it. Yes. We have her her little clips from Greece, sure. I'd love oh, to. on YouTube, actually. You can go and find it. Okay. Thank you. So I want to ask beyond, I mean, the performances that you've appeared with her, worked with her, Mark, is there a particular performance or an appearance that stands out above all others for you? Well, what you showed from my 50th birthday party stands out. That That's something that even in her mind, you know, we all flipped out over that. But there was a TV special uh, that she and Phil did while she was doing Funny Girl. Uh, you know, there, there isn't that much of their act that's, that uh, survives, but... They did a 30-minute special on WGN in Chicago uh, in 1967, and uh, a copy survives. And in, in that, she sings music that makes me dance, and some of the some of the stuff that she and Phil did from the act. Um, you know, Phil. People don't really know much about Phil, but he he was responsible for creating that act. He he did everything. The guy he played piano, he played clarinet, he played drums, he tap danced, he acted, he he, he sung, he wrote the act. The two of them would just improv, and then he would turn that into an act. Um, he really was responsible for uh, for her career up until into the 70s. Um, in any event, that special where the two of them sing some of their highlights of their act, that stands out as a, as a televised performance. But... Uh, and John, same question. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, you mentioned Hello, Dolly at Gateway. I got to see that production, and it was so much fun. Yeah. Mimi just was uh, there's a director and, now the director and, right, uh, right on cue yeah. it was such a good production she was she was just fab hi david hi, hello david. david i'm glad you finally got here i and i i don't know what happened but you're here now uh so david how did that production of hello dolly come about and you went on to uh direct her in other productions as well no sorry about that uh oh David? Are you hearing us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yes. How, how did the production come about? You know, I had directed Mimi prior to that. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm getting feedback. Yeah, I in the show. Why are we getting this loop? David, uh, if you, you have, have if you have headphones. David, if you have anything else open, that's what's happening. Yeah, I don't. Hold on, let me get headphones. I've I worked with that sound you. man. Yes, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couple of times. 
Well, while we're waiting for him to set up, I've got another message here. I mean, because Mimi, of course, she toured uh, with Nonsense and had a great time. And here's a special message from Danny Goggin. Happy birthday, Mimi, from New York City. I wish I could be out there celebrating with you, but you know I'm out there in spirit. And I have a friend who would like to say something, too. Happy birthday, Mimi! I sure do miss having your hand up my dress eight times a week. Happy birthday. We, we love, love you. you. Uh, with Georgia Engel. Georgia Engel. Lee yes. Merriweather. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yes. So, uh, uh, David, did we lose him or I think he disappeared? Well, I have someone else who's been waiting patiently in the wings and this is uh, David, did we lose him or I think he disappeared? Well, I have someone else who's been waiting patiently in the wings and That's this funny. Uh, have else him or I think he disappeared. Okay, Tony, turn off any other windows that you have open because we're gonna, now we're going to get the feedback. Uh, because if you were watching the show on another device, we're going to get feedback. So I'm going to try to bring you back on in a moment. Uh, David? Hello. Can you Next, hear me now? Yes. yes. Great. Yes, I had it on. It was playing at the same time I was talking, which was the big problem there. So to answer your question, uh, I had done a production at the, at the Kennedy Center with Mimi of a Rogers and Hart review called uh, the, this Funny World, I think, was the name of it. And so that's where I first got to work with Mimi. Had a, It was an incredible experience and got to know her quite well doing that. Peter Howard was the musical director of that, oh. the great Peter Howard, and had done some amazing arrangements for the show. So when I got asked to do the show at uh, Gateway, uh, we started brainstorming about who should we get to you know, be Dolly. And we talked to Mark about it as well. And it was sort of a wild idea. Would Mimi come to do it there? Would Mimi and Phil come to do it there? And that was quite the amazing thing. Of course, they had toured in it and done it over and over again. But they said yes. And we ended up within this little summer stock theater with two of the greatest stars of Hello, Dolly! ever to play Dolly and Horace in that production. Wow. And you went on to do other productions with her beyond that as well. Absolutely. Probably my greatest two memories. She appeared as Bertha in Pippin at the Fifth Avenue Theater, where I was the artistic director and I directed that show. And of course, she was sensational. But my greatest memory, and unfortunately, there's no videotape to this day. Mark Sendroff is mad at me because we did not videotape the very final performance. It was the 75th anniversary of the Fifth Avenue Theater, of the building of the Fifth Avenue Theater. And we invited all kinds of people back, including Mimi and Phil, who had appeared there. And it was the very last time they ever appeared together on stage. Mm. They did about 20 minutes of their old acts, all the routines, the mouse, oh my you God. name it, they were doing it, the vaudeville bit, the vaudeville section. It was phenomenal. And uh, I, that, and it was such a privilege to be there, number one, to be in rehearsal, which was the most thrilling part of it, to be rehearsing with them and with the orchestra and everything and putting it all together. And then, of course, the performance was amazing as well. But I will never forget that night, that 
appear. And of course, nobody knew it was going to be the last time that they would appear together, but that's what it turned out to be. And, David, and it was like they were 22 again. Uh, David, if you could talk about the experience for yourself directing Mimi Hines, I mean, who is this powerhouse to begin with? You always go into these situations thing you know because you if you haven't worked with them before once i'd gotten to you know pippin i had worked i knew mimi you know very 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 well so we had a working relationship and it was very fun but the first time you're just not sure what a star is going to be like you know who they are you know what they've been able to do but mimi is the salt of the earth from the very first time you meet her you're at the two minutes into rehearsal she's like tell me what to do and you know, you just and you immediately start to collaborate in that kind of way, which was so much fun. There's no attitude for Mimi whatsoever. There's no. Uh, she's just very. She's like a sponge. She's very eager to, to you know, do it a new way, perhaps do something new that she hasn't thought of before to find a new way to do it. She is uh, in that way so brilliant because she really is a singing actress every moment of her performance is so brilliantly acted at the same time that it's so brilliantly sung. And, you know, she's one of those amazing people that her voice just got better and better and better over the years, deeper and deeper and deeper. But uh, that was thrilling as well. That those, that low register that Mimi, you know, tapped into in the, in later in life was, I think, as equally thrilling as the as any way that she sang, you know, in the previous you know, 40 years, just her phenomenal. Is, it seems to me as if her voice has got uh, clearer and I mean, just better and better as she got older. Absolutely. And she always had this incredible range, but then that low range just got so rich and beautiful and spectacular. Yeah. And to have her sing a song like, I know it's Mark's favorite, but this funny world, or uh, no, no, what's the one? Um, uh, now I've forgotten it. It amazed She sang it. It, it. No, the 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 one she sang on your album, My Shining uh, Hour. My Shining, oh, my Shining Hour. Hour. She sang that on the at the seventy fifth anniversary. Just so thrilling and amazing. It is. But then, to, then to listen to those early years where she sings in that gorgeous soprano, "Till There Was You." Un unbelievable. Also, uh, in a comedy sketch, there's a bunch of uh, variations on YouTube. Uh, she winds up. She uh, she. They do a sketch and she winds up dying and she winds up singing Un Bel Dido. Am I saying that uh, in a, even close? But in a yeah. high, high coloratura. I mean, that it's not just Phenomenal. a head voice. She had that whole thing on top. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she still goes into the head voice. It's still there. Absolutely. I've got another message. This is from Frank Fiore, who could not be here tonight, oh. but he's got a little clip. Hi, Mimi. Happy, happy birthday to you. We love you. We're sending you hugs and kisses from Port St. Lucie. We wish you were here with us right now in our guest room. We'd go eat some lobster for your birthday. Anyway, we think of you all the time. And I want to thank Mark and Richard for including me in this celebration of your birthday. Love you. Hope I see you soon. Mwah. We should say that Frank uh, is, is a conductor and conducted uh, Phil and Mimi when they opened for Anthony Newley at the North Shore of Music Circus, you know, late, late in their career, kind of around the time David was saying, you know, it was, it was their last professional engagement uh, like that. And Frank conducted and very also in Provincetown when they appeared together. They're very close friends. And, and I, 
I hope you're watching me, and I know how you love Frank. So, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the best. And uh, Tony, that's close friends. And, and I, uh, hello, Tony. I hope you're watching me, and I know how you love Frank. So, we're, uh, no, no. we're gonna, uh, Tony. We're getting feedback on everything. So you've got windows open. You got to uh, turn your sound down. Something, otherwise, everything's gonna repeat. Can you hear me, Tony? Not if you can. I'm gonna try this one more time. <laughs> Can you hear me, Tony? Not we're getting we're getting a lot of feedback with him. Tony, uh, turn your sound down because we're getting uh, everything's going to repeat. But I thought you know it'd be a fun. I've got another great clip that I want to share. Uh, this is Mimi on the Ed Sullivan Show, uh, and uh, we'll come and we'll talk about this on the other side of this. Here it is, the great Mimi Hines. And now at the world famous Winter Garden on Broadway, there's brilliant comedian Mimi Hines is stopping the show as the funny girl who succeeded Barbara Streisand. Are 
Wow. There you go. She's just amazing. I, I, fingers crossed that we're going to get Tony back on here again. <laughs> Tony? I, I, fingers crossed. He's got, he has a window open somewhere and we're getting feedback. Uh, and it will throw everything off. So, uh, it's it, it, continuity it, to the program. Yes, it, it's a little. <laughs> It's a little delay there, uh, but uh, uh, I, I want to bring him on, but <laughs> it's a little delay there. See, we're getting the, something it, 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 is, op he's, there's a delay and we're, there's, he's coming in uh, after the fact. So, uh, Mark, uh, when was the last time that you saw Mimi? Um, maybe a year ago. I spoke to her today. And uh, she was very excited about this, but uh, she came to visit me about a year ago. We spent a few days. Not uh, John. Nice. I'm trying to remember when the last time was. One of the great joys in my life, though, was back in L.A. days. I did a big Julie Stein uh, Actors Fund benefit. I had a 32-piece orchestra on stage, Oof. and I got to orchestrate uh, the music that makes me dance oh. for Mimi. I did a, an arrangement, and it was a sublime experience. And strangely, in that very same benefit, Melissa Manchester sang Cornet Man. How weird is that? <laughs> anyway, um, it was, but uh, she's just a joy. And she's borrowed that orchestration and used it other places, I think, since then, which makes me happy. Uh, and Jeff, 
I just want to add to hear her sing with an orchestra is such a pleasure because at that 75th anniversary, we pulled out these old charts. Who had done those charts? Do you remember, Mark? A lot of them like, were Don Costa, but, you know, Cy yeah. Oliver and a lot of the people who, who were the major players back in the 60s. And it was so mm -hmm. thrilling to hear. I know it was thrilling for her to get to sing them again with a full. We had to, we had uh, 30 pieces or whatever for that special night. And to hear those arrangements uh, with that full orchestra was, and to hear her, of course, was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, when was the last time that you directed Mimi? Oh, I didn't, I don't think since Greece that we, Marcus or anything, I don't know, we must have done some benefits or something, but I'm obsessed with what Mark said earlier, Skippy, about how under-celebrated Mark says that Mimi is, and then I put couple that with David talking about her being the salt of the earth, and I'm just wondering if, and then you see that clip on I mean, just how brilliant she is, and you have to ask yourself, you know, it's a tough business, is she just too nice? Is it, do you know what I mean? She's just the most loving, sweetest person. And maybe, you know, this business is a really cutthroat business and she's not cutthroat. She also uh, took herself out of the running to a certain extent by living in Vegas, because after the, oh. the years were over where she could actually make a living performing. And, you know, she and Phil did like two or three years in a row at the Desert Inn, like every night. It wasn't just that we had an engagement. They were the, the standing act and they opened for Johnny Mathis and they played Rosemary Clooney. I mean, they were huge Vegas stars and that's where she built a life. And then all of a sudden it, it stopped and, you know, she couldn't really come to New York or, or, or come to L.A. So occasionally, like she she had a thing on Frasier because God bless him, Jeff Richmond and David Lee love her. And so they created that. And she did uh, um, on the 20th century live with Carly Carmelo. And that was also David Lee because he loves her. And so he directed her in L.A. And, and he also did a Pippin with her there. Uh, so and you guys, you know, you rescued her uh, for uh, and brought her back for Greece and she toured in Greece. I remember her telling me there was an understudy that was touring around with her, and she's so great. And I told her she's going to be a big star, and that turned out to be Sutton Foster. I mean, you know, she, yeah. she, she, you got her first because you cast her. But as soon as she met her, uh, Mimi knew she was going to be a star. She, she knew. Doesn't, doesn't have that. She misses show business so much because she's not really working very much now. But she doesn't have that that. Uh, cutthroat instinct and how to stay in it and how to survive amongst the, you know, the, the very few opportunities for women of her age, you know, that are available. Well, I want to address that in a moment, but again, Tony. Yes. I think we fixed the issue. There we I go. Think, I think we finally, <laughs> finally, finally, finally Hello, Tony, welcome to the show. And thanks for your patience tonight. First of all, uh, Tony is with the comedy museum uh, up in Jamestown. And you have a very special announcement tonight. Uh, but uh, how, I mean, tell us a little bit about your history with Mimi Hines. Well, we go back a, a long time. I go back with uh, her and Phil. Uh, I'm the president of the National Comedy Hall of Fame Museum, which is the official museum of comedy history for the United States. And uh, I, I did a lot of interviews back in the 70s with uh, for George Burns and Art Carney and all those great comedians. So. I can say from experience that I, I know when somebody's the timing is great, when somebody's a great comedian, Mimi just rolled me over. She's just terrific. Uh, I got a million Phil, Phil Ford Mimi stories to tell, but uh, I'll, I'll try to be brief. Uh, it's wonderful to see these other people that, that love Mimi like I do, and especially 
Mark Sandoff. It's funny because I haven't seen him in 30 years and the guy looks exactly like I remember. He's, he's even wearing the same shirt. I mean, it's a, <laughs> but uh, Mimi, Mimi was doing a uh, grease in on Broadway and um, she, she called me and she said, you got to come I get you a few tickets. So I was at the Friars Club. I, I invited two, uh, two lovely ladies that were there with me. We went to see Greece. We're sitting there near the aisle. On my on one lady on my left and the lady on my right, Mimi comes by and she's blowing the whistle, which was like an opening thing where she's playing the character of the principal. She's in character. And she comes by around. She looks at me and I'm chewing gum. She's a young man, don't you chew gum in high school. And she tapped the lady near the edge of the aisle and said, open your hand. And the woman opened the hand. She goes, okay, spit out that gum. I spit out the gum into the lady's hand. Mimi left. Mimi, you never knew that lady was Joan Benny. That was Jack's daughter. And she didn't know what to do with that gum and that spit in her hand <laughs> for the rest of the show. That's a great story. That's there, this, this, Mimi was just wonderful. I, I said, Mimi, you're, you're aging so gracefully. And she said, yes, but there are some problems. I said, what's that? She says, when I lean down to fix the strap on my shoe, I say to myself, what else can I do while I'm down here? <laughs> she had this wonderful sense of humor and I, I, I enjoyed her very much. And I have a special surprise for you, Mimi. Can I give her the surprise, Richard? Yet this uh, you can get the surprise. And okay. uh, I've got a, a, a Chiron at the bottom of the screen, but I'll let you give the surprise first. Okay. Mimi, we've, we've given a lot of thought to how to honor you in a very special way. And we've come up with a tremendous idea. We're going to name the theater at the National Comedy Hall of Fame Museum, which has been known as the Comedy Hall of Fame Theater, the Mimi Hines Comedy Theater. Oh, and uh, love that that. In perpetuity. it's connected to the library. So a lot of young comedians have been coming to the museum. They get to see old clips of comedians from the 20s, 30s, 40s. So it's a learning experience. And while they're there, they're going to be at the Mimi Hines Comedy Theater. So that's our way of saying thank you for so many years of laughs and how graceful you've always been. There's an old Italian saying, it's, he trova un amigo, trova un trasado. One who finds a friend finds a treasure. That's what you bid to me. Wow. And Beautiful. we have these two great pieces of uh, art that have been created. Yes, that's the theater. You want, that, uh, picture, that picture was Moving Day and Funny Girl. That was her sitting on a bunch of suitcases. They moved to three different theaters on Broadway. And that was when she, the day they packed everything up and they were moving to the next uh, uh, theater. Uh, those those are the two uh, the two different images that uh, and, and we're going to let Mimi's fans decide which one to use. Uh, they're going to uh, email us at comedyhall at aol.com and they're going to tell us which one they like uh, the first or the second one and, and that's the one we'll go with. Oh, I love that one. That is charming. Yeah. So Marianne Lapento, who also could not be here tonight, but she tells this great story. Marianne helped her move from the Winter Garden. They went across the street to the Broadway Theater. Uh, she got Ethel Merman's dressing room at the Broadway Theater. I think that this was right after, uh, I think it was right after Gypsy. And she was moving in and they were taking everything in and, you know, or was, or was it, did she do any Get Your Gun there as well? Mm, I don't know. But Marianne could oh, have no. taken that very picture. If she was with her on the moving day, somebody took that picture and Marianne's a photographer. Maybe she took yes, that. Maybe she took that picture. Well, I just want to say I didn't have the experience of working with Mimi like the rest of you did. But years ago, Mark introduced uh, me to Mimi. 
and I got the opportunity to interview her. And David, she thought the world of you, by the way. Uh, she just raved about you as a director. Uh, and she was just so forthcoming and honest with me. And after the interview was over, she said, now turn the recorder off and let's just dish. <laughs> and she told me about the directors that she didn't enjoy working with. None are here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but she was just absolutely, uh, just that afternoon, Real. talking to with her was absolutely incredible. So thank you for that, Mark. And Mark, how lucky uh, she is to have you as a friend uh, mm -hmm. and to... You know, I believe that as long as we continue to keep the music playing and we keep doing it, she's very much uh, about to walk through uh, the stage door and walk out on stage again. Uh, we all love Mimi Hines. Yes, we do. Indeed, we do. Happy birthday, memes. Happy so, birthday. Don't anywhere yet. I'm going to give each of you a chance to have your final word tonight. Uh, it could be about anything that we spoke about that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message you want to leave either with Mimi or anyone watching. Um, and uh, and I'll start with you, Barbara, after I finish, and then you'll pick the next person and so on and so on. And Mark, I think it's appropriate that you have the final word tonight for Mimi. So uh, we'll go in that direction. Um, everybody, Go out and listen to the music. Thanks to YouTube, uh, all of her, a lot of her performances are there. So go out, celebrate Mimi, not only today, but tomorrow and every day. Mimi, I love you. Uh, you're like a fine wine. You just get better and better with age. And we miss you. And uh, I hope that you and I get a chance to talk in the next day or so. Uh, thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you all for watching. And now, Barbara, I'm turning it over to you. Well, first of all, I'm so honored to be here with all of you, all these people here. You know, I'm just a little a little part of her life, just, but she meant so, you mean so much to me, because as an actress and a singer and a comedian, I saw someone who really did it. You were, You are the real deal. Every time I saw you, and I was standing there next in the side. I just couldn't get over. This is this is the real thing. This is what every actor wishes they could be. And some of us maybe aren't, but you are, and that will. You're the shining star. Thank you so much, and I'm honored to be here. Happy birthday. And Who are you going to throw it to, Barbara? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I'm David. Okay, great. Thank you. So, you know, uh, something I'm obsessed with about Mimi is that, and Mark just mentioned Anthony Newley a while ago. She and Phil did Roar of the Grease Paints in Summerstock with Mimi playing the little chap. Now, what's the character? That's the wrong character. That's the other show. But uh -huh. playing the Anthony Newley role in that. And I, that's something I want the time machine for to go back. Of course, she recorded many of those songs, but that's what I want to see is just what was that like to see Mimi play Anthony Newley's part and sing it better, I'm sure. Uh, so that's, 
that's what I took away from this conversation today is it just reminded me of that. And Mimi, I love you. I would love to work with you any day, anytime, anywhere. I'll be there. Thank you so much. I'll send it to Tony. Well, you know, Mimi, I, I, it was just wonderful. You, you remember you stayed at my house a number of times. And, and uh, I remember one specific uh, time that you stayed there. We went down to my basement, which is set up like a studio, and we sang doo-wop. And it was you and I, and the other fellow that was singing with us was Hugo Zucchini, a member of the famous Flying Zucchini Brothers, the circus act. The thing was that he didn't know who you were. He had no idea who you were. And after we finished singing in the still of the night with all of us doing doo-wop, uh, later on that evening, he said to me, he said, that lady's got talent. She's going to go somewhere in this business. So I thought you'd like to know that was Hugo Zucchini, the human cannibal at that time. Mimi, <laughs> look forward to ever seeing you again. Hope so. Bye-bye. Wow. Go ahead, Mark. It's yours. It is. Mark's okay. going last. <laughs> Mark's last. Oh, Mark's last. Okay. He's oh, the right. headliner. Jeff. Thank you, Tony. Well, I second what everyone has said. For those that don't know Mimi, I encourage you to, to discover her. Uh, even though I've only done two shows with Mimi, my affection for her is much greater than one would think with only two encounters. I love you deeply. Mimi, I'm a huge fan of yours, as you know. You are my favorite singer, and you probably always will be. And I'm just wishing you the best birthday. And I genuinely love you and have a wonderful, wonderful day. <coughs> Happy birthday. Right, yeah. Beautiful. All right, I'll, I'll go. Mark is last. So the, I, I did remember the last time I saw Mimi, but I wanted to say the first time that Jeff and I brought Mimi to L.A. from Vegas to do the Bergman Review. We all went out for drinks after the first rehearsal, and we had Corona with Lime. I'll never forget it. And I can't have a Corona with Lime without thinking about you, Mimi. And I, the last time I, I saw you was just a few years ago. I brought you to the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center where you captivated our audience with your club act. I got to play for you and we had such a great reunion. It, it, it remains one of the highlights of my life. So you know I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Well, since I have a captive audience of Mimi Hines fans, the one thing we didn't get to say is that there's a beautiful website that, that I helped to construct and I'm very proud of and Mimi loves, and it's uh, MimiHines.com, easy to remember. It has an incredible amount of information and pictures and videos and, and uh, links to other sites. So I encourage everybody uh, to spend some time there. Um, and Mimi, I know you're watching and, and the times when you say to me that uh, you miss show business and people don't remember who you are and you miss your friends and nobody uh, nobody excites you the way show business used to excite you watch this webcast uh, again uh, because these are people who love you and who say truth about your talent and and your wonderful persona and and adore you the way i do and so on this birthday, I send you my very best, all my love. I wish I could be with you, but I'm I'm very grateful to Joel Vig and to Richard Skipper for, for having done the lion's share of this work. And I'm grateful that there are clips and recordings that can show uh, people who don't, who different generation or people who don't really remember the greatness that is Mimi Hines. We love you. This was a wonderful hour of celebration. I hope you watch it over and over. Lots of love memes.
and that's it, right?